Hey there, how the heck are you? Look, I am back with another quarantine episode. That's right. We are still on lockdown. This virus is still happening and I have been on quarantine house arrest for the last three weeks and I hope you have been too. The mayor in my city in Jackson, Mississippi just announced yesterday that we are only to leave the house for essential things and I think that helping you grow your business is essential. Don't you think so? Let's get into it. Hey, Miranda J here, your favorite brand strategist. I'm here for you, the entrepreneur and creative. I want to help you clear the clutter in your brain and build a brand you love. Let's take your dreams from a hobby to an actual business. Welcome to A Lot of Like, the podcast. Welcome to A Lot Alike, the podcast. I'm so excited to be back with you for my second episode. After a while, I'm going to stop counting the episodes and we're just going to jump right into it. But for now, this is the second episode. All right. Now, before we jump into my Miranda seed of the day, I want to tell you guys that I really appreciate all the love that I've been getting from this podcast launching. Thank you for the shares and the likes and for subscribing up until this point. I'm really excited about helping you shift your life and grow into a better entrepreneur. We're all just out here trying to figure it out. So thank you for rocking with me off this first episode. All right. So I want to start with my Miranda seed of the day before we get into this good, juicy episode of three ways to spark creativity so it can fuel your business. All right. Now, let me tell you about the Miranda Seed. The Miranda Seed is basically where my entrepreneurial friends, okay, they come and show you some love by giving you something from their business, a product, something you can actually touch with your little hands. All right. Something tangible. Now, last week's winner, let me tell you who the winner is from last week. And they uh, received a product from my first Miranda Seed. The winner was Savvy Life Magazine, S-A-V-V-Y Life Magazine. Shout out to you on Instagram for sharing my podcast in your story and tagging me in it. Thank you for the love. And look, it's just that simple, guys. All you have to do to win the Miranda Seed of the day is to simply share my podcast or leave a review wherever you're listening to this podcast. Hopefully it's a good review because if it's a sucky review, then I don't know how I feel about giving you anything. But either way, if you like it or love it, I'm open to all of the critiques. So leave a review or share my podcast on your social media and tag me in it. And I'm randomly picking winners every single week to give you an opportunity to win the Miranda Seed of the day. And without further ado, my Miranda Seed sewer this week comes from Golden Glam Boutique, their women's clothing store. It's an online boutique. You can find them at goldenglamboutique.com. And the giveaway, uh, well, let me tell you the Instagram. Their Instagram handle is golden underscore glam underscore boutique, right? The giveaway this week are these super cute earrings. They are cheetah print earrings. They're circular, small. I love me a big, small earring. Yeah, I said it right. Big, small earring. You know, those ones that go in your ear and they're not small enough to be studs, but they make such a statement on your ear and they just make you look so fashionable. I love me a good, big, small earring. So shout out to Golden Glam Boutique for giving away our seed of the week. Now, all you have to do again you know, is just share this podcast on your social media 
or leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast and you could be next week's winner or this week's winner. However that works, I'll tell you about it next week. All right, so let's get right into our episode. The first thing I would like to tell you is that I am, so I'm an audiobook listener. You know, that's how I, I digest my books and I've been like that for the last year. But since we've been on quarantine, I have picked back up a real book. I know it's antiquated. It's old. I feel like I'm my mother or my grandmother, but I have picked back up a real book that actually has pages in it that you turn. And I have started reading this book and I want to tell you what I'm reading because I think that it is very relevant to the title of this episode and what we're going to talk about today. The book that I picked up reading is called The Artist's Way. It is a spiritual path to higher creativity and all that Jewish, but really it's a way to help you to spark and ignite your creativity. And it's by Julia Cameron. Okay. She's a national bestselling author. And this book coined the, the, if you've ever heard the term morning pages, this was the book that put morning pages out there. Now, let me tell you, so there's three parts to this book. I'll I'll explain it to you very quickly. And I went to my social media last week and invited people to join me in this journey to spark creativity and to do these exercises because really it's a workbook, right? And you work your creativity. And I had a few people to join in and we have created a Facebook uh, group, little like a chat, and we encourage each other to maintain. So this is how it works. It's a workbook, a 12 week workbook. You read one chapter a week. All right. And you do whatever the chapter calls for. And the chapters are not that long at all, maybe about 15 to 16 pages, some of them. And that's it. Then. In addition to the the chapter that you read and doing whatever the chapter prompts you to do, they do like writing prompts and things like that. You, every morning that you wake up, you write morning pages. Now, this is the secret sauce to getting your creativity to going, right? The morning pages are just a brain dump, essentially, for lack of better words. It can be messy. It doesn't have to have proper English or grammar. You can say A, I, uh, uh. You can do, <laughs> yep, just like that. A, I, uh, uh. I like how I could repeat that, see? You can write however you want. It doesn't even have to be complete sentences. You don't have to worry about spelling. You don't have to worry about the way you're writing. Heck, some of the stuff don't even have to be words, all right? You just get whatever's on your brain out. And the idea is to, in your journal, to fill up at least three pages every single morning. It is like a little miracle ticker. It sounds simple, but what it does is it gets you in the habit of just doing. You know, at the essence of it, it gets you in the habit of just doing. And we're going to talk about the importance of that coming up in this podcast. So keep listening. All right. Keep listening. So you do the morning pages every morning. Just dump it out. Don't even think about it. To-do list, anger, happy stuff, whatever comes to mind, rambling. And then the third thing that you do with this is you do a creative date. And what the creative date looks like once a week is that you do something different or maybe that you do by yourself that you wouldn't normally do. So whether it's take a walk and do something or, you know, one time back when I was first starting this book a long time ago and I, I worked through a little bit of this book. I took myself to a hotel in my own city because I had never been or stayed at a hotel in my own city. And so I checked into a hotel right here and um, turned my phone on silent, turned on some music and spent some time by myself in my own city. And it was pretty cool. I took some time to myself and, and made a night of it. Actually, I went on a whole life date and I was I was, you know, I was kind to myself and I treated myself with respect. I opened all my doors and I pulled the covers back on my bed and all that good jazz. Okay. (laughs) 
I did myself right on that night. So yeah, if you are interested in joining my little tribe of people that that's taking this journey with me to go through the artist way and to work this workbook while we're in quarantine so we can come out creative and flourishing, then just DM me. Listen, I would love to hear from you. I would love for you to join me. So DM me, whether it's on Instagram at Miranda Joyner, that's M-A-R-A-N-D-A-J-O-I-N-E-R, or you can inbox me on Facebook. And if you want to join this group, then I would love to have you join me. I'll create a group just for us so we can move through this and inspire one another. I love it. The Artist's Way by Julia Cameron. All right. So let's get to this episode, guys. It's all about creativity. I know you're like, I'm an entrepreneur. I'm not an artist. I'm not a performer. Why do I have to care about being creative and creativity? Let me tell you why. Someone once defined creativity as the act of turning new and imaginative ideas into reality. They said that creativity is characterized by the ability to perceive the world in new ways, to find hidden patterns, to make connections between seemingly unrelated phenomena, and to generate solutions. Does that not sound like an entrepreneur? Listen, you are stepping out into the realm with your business, and the goal is to be different, to stand out. And how do you be different and stand out without creativity. Now, I bet this sounds difficult, but it's not really as hard as you think. I promise you. And today I want to talk to you about how to introduce creativity into your brand or business and use it to make you stand out. After all, this is the big goal. And I'm convinced that there are two types of people listening right now. So you're either two, maybe three types of people. So maybe you're the one that has done something creative and it was successful, right? And you were like, okay, this was amazing. I can't believe I pulled it off. You took a chance. You pushed past your fear and you said, you know what? I don't care what they say. I'm going to do it. I'm going to just swallow it. You know, whatever this fear or anxiety I have about it and I'm going to do it. And it turned out amazing. And then all of a sudden the fear kicked in. That whole imposter syndrome kicked in and you were afraid that, okay, I did it that one time and I was just isolated. I probably cannot do it again. And so you froze up and you did nothing, right? Maybe that's you. Or maybe you're listening and you don't think that you have a creative bone in your body. Maybe you think, you know what? I'm not the creative type. I've never done anything creative. I don't even like to write. I don't draw. I don't paint. I just know how to do A, B, and C, and that's it. Maybe that's where you are. And even when I do that, it's challenging. Or there is a third one. See? Ha ha. Maybe you're the type that feels like they can be creative, but maybe you are scared. And so because of your fear, it is stopping you from moving forward. I mean, you have all kinds of ideas. You're the person that's like, ooh, I see. I think I could do this or maybe I could do this. But you never get to the starting point. Or maybe you'll start a little bit, but you never complete it. And you're just over there sitting on all these ideas. You know, it's time to stop with the BS and make something shake while we have some time right now. And I want to, no matter which one of those three categories you fall in, I want to help you knock the dust off of your creativity and let's get it moving. I want you to shift from the fear part of it 
and the anxiety or whatever it is that's stifling your creativity, wherever you're you're telling yourself about your creative process, I want to shift all of that today in this episode. You know, fear of judgment is one of the killers of creativity. And fear of any type of judgment really is the killer of a lot of stuff. Motivation, people showing up in this world how they should show up, people, you know, doing anything, approaching somebody, you know, being honest with somebody about something, uh, having conversations with people that are that are difficult. Fear just robs us of so much stuff. And so it's not surprising that fear of judgment, fear in general is the killer of creativity. So I want to talk to you today about the three ways to spark creativity so that it can fuel your business, of course. The first, the very first way to spark creativity, to accept the mess of creativity. That's right. Raise your hand right now and say, I accept the mess of creativity. Just accept it. It is a messy process. You know, I run an open mic. And so I've been around painters because we have live painting at the open mic and there's a particular painter. Well, we started with uh, a guy named Tony Davenport, who's an amazing painter. And we've had other artists over the years, Port Williams, his name is Terrence Wells. And um, recently for the last couple of years, we have had an in-house painter. Her name is Sabrina Howard. Phenomenal artists, all of them in their own rights. They have beautiful artistry and we'll start the night and, I'll look over and Sabrina will have a blank canvas. And about five minutes later, I'll look over and she's painted a square on the canvas, a square and paint is dripping down from the square. And there are other spots like the sometimes when she brings in these, <laughs> these things to paint on, because it's not always a canvas with Sabrina, she'll find the most interesting pieces of wood and things that people would consider trash. And she turns them into art. But Sometimes they're not always fully clear. It's not clean, a a clean slate. There might be blotches of paint that's already on it or spots here and there. And I look over and she'll start with a square and then there's some paint dripping down and there's a little bit of mess over to the left. And by the end of the night, there is an entire masterpiece on the canvas. What was a square two hours ago? is now a full face of a beautiful black woman with a turban on her head or a wrap on her head with full eyes and nose and mouth and color schemes around her. And I'm like, wow. The fact that she started with a mess and at times makes a mess and will shift the mess into something so beautiful that you can call art and hang in art museums because her art is currently hanging in museums is a testament to the fact that creativity is accepting the mess. So many times we are scared to move and do things because we feel like we have to have things perfect. And the truth of the matter is that we just don't. And so I want to encourage you to, first of all, accept the mess of creativity, to go in knowing that you are going to make mistakes and that things are going to be messed up and that the goal is to get messy, to get out there, to move around, And to make some stuff happen. So that's the first thing with creativity is people, for some reason, they feel like the first thing that comes out of their mouth about a situation has to be the right thing. (laughs) They feel like the first thing they say has to be, oh, this is the idea. I can't just throw something out there and we'd be like, nah, not that. Let's try something else. 
The whole creative process has to start with us just slanging spaghetti on the wall and seeing what sticks. It's my favorite part of the creative process. With my clients, I make them, push them to think and throw ideas and let's try this and let's try that. Does this work? Does this fit? Until we find the thing that fits. We live in such a judgmental space, it seems these days, that people are just scared to say something that doesn't align with immaculate perfection. And the reality is, is that the beauty about owning your own business and about being creative is that you can fix it up to look however you want. You can go in whatever direction you want and you can decide to turn it around and change something if you decide to. If something doesn't, you put something out there in your business and it doesn't work or it doesn't go right, then you can revamp that thing and come back and do it again. You can put a piece of an idea out there and if people aren't receptive to it, you can bring it back and try it again and then go and do it again. Listen. We're all out here just trying to figure this thing out. So the first thing is to accept the mess of creativity. Nothing is perfect in the mess. And that is how you begin. All right. That's one. Two, consistency is the fuel to crank it up. Look, keep creating. Keep that thing moving. (laughs) Okay. Consistency, showing up every single moment and opportunity you can. The only difference between people who quote unquote fail, right? Because failure to me is a state of mind. Quote unquote fail. And the people who succeed, I'll put quotes around succeed too to make you feel better. Quote unquote succeed. The only difference between the people who fail and succeed is that the people who succeed kept going. Now, if you think about this, Do you honestly believe that the people who are successful, anybody that you're looking at right now, like think about the person you pay attention to on your Instagram or the person that you envy secretly, right? (laughs) Because we all have that person that we're lurking on. If you have a business or a situation, I hope your heart is clear enough that you're not, there isn't, uh, you know, jealousy there, envy, but There's somebody that in a healthy way, you kind of envy their progress and you've been lurking and looking at their business or their life or whatever. Ask yourself a realistic question. Do you honestly believe that they have never failed at anything? Think about that. You know, Brene Brown, she said in one of her recent books that there are the stories we tell ourselves and then there's the truth. And I think for so long, we digest the story in our minds, maybe consciously or subconsciously, that people just pop up out the ground successful. (laughs) I don't know how this started or why this is such a thing that we can't wrap our brains around trying to compare our starting to people's immaculate 17-year progression. The reality is, is that they went through the same things that you're going through. And the people behind you are going to go through the same things that you've had to go through. And we're all in this. You could consider it a race, but it's really not. We race at our own pace. But just because somebody is further ahead don't mean that when they got to this ditch that they didn't have to crawl in this ditch to get to the next level. So I want to encourage you to not let the fear of things not working out stop you from moving. Because what happens is we will get to things and we will stop because we feel like, Our success is unattainable or that maybe we shouldn't be doing it. We allow fear to start telling us all types of stories in our heads. And I just want to encourage you to just take a deep breath and to remind yourself that consistency is going to fuel this this engine. 
and to just not quit no matter what happens, no matter what doesn't work out, no matter what it seems like, no matter what you're feeling like, that you get up every day and you make a commitment to move towards your goal. And for everybody that looks like something different, it doesn't always have to look like you killing your to-do list, right? It doesn't always have to look like you, you know, you closing the deal of the year. If it's returning some emails, posting some content and making it through the day, if that's where you are, it's perfectly fine. Honor that. Be kind to yourself. Be patient with yourself. But consistency is the key. Don't quit. Reset and restart, but don't quit. All right? So be consistent. I'm telling you, this is the sauce. Consistency. All right? So the third thing is, I want you to eliminate all of the petty and negative voices in your head, including your own. That is the third way to spark creativity and fuel your business is to eliminate all of the petty and negative voices in your head, including your own. I think these three things are essential to get under control in order for you to generate creativity. So let's talk about this. The voices in your head. I have a thing called the 80-20 rule, right? (laughs) When it comes to entrepreneurs. And the 80-20 rule in business to me is that 20% of the people that mess with you and follow you are like your loyal followers, which means no matter what you're doing, if you shift, they're like, they're loyal to you. They're committed to you and your business and showing up and they spend money and they support you no matter what. And then there's the 80% that's going to spin with you at times and kind of come look and see and inquire and see if you're a good fit for, for them. And they're also sometimes maybe they'll make suggestions about what they feel like they think you should do or what you aren't doing and all this good jazz. And this is why it's important to be sure about your brand so that you know when to shift and when not to shift. But they're fair weather, right? And so a lot of times what we do is we will listen to the 80%, shift up our life and our brand and... Next thing we know, we don't have a clear brand because we're so busy trying to listen to the people that aren't even loyal to us. And then they've moved on to somebody else because they weren't really committed to you and your product. They weren't your ideal client. They just were people you're going to reach by default because you're going to reach people that aren't your ideal client. So what you want to do is you want to stay focused on growing that 20%, cater to your 20%, the ones that are loyal, the ones that are perfect for your business. And you don't want to listen to people who aren't ideal for your product or service. I mean, you know, listen within reason, but not to to the point to where it shifts your brand and your business. So you want to be able to, in your head, categorize the critiques and the information that you intake, right? Right. So pay attention to who it's coming from, what they're talking about, what their positioning is before you just take on any negative or critique or criticism, because there's a difference between critiquing and criticism. Okay, Um, criticism is I'm just bringing you down and not telling you any suggestions of what you could do better in order to lift you up. And then critiquing is saying, hey, I think you could do this like this differently. Right. So one, I think that's another thing too, being able to know the difference between when somebody is criticizing you from a place of pain or hurt or unhealed space within themselves, insecurities within themselves, because usually that's where that comes from. Right. Or if someone is just criticizing you, I mean, uh, critiquing you. If someone is just critiquing you, 
and trying to help you to grow and become better. First of all, you got to understand the difference between those two voices. And that way you can decide, oh, I probably shouldn't take this on. And you take one with a grain of salt and then the other one you can actually hold on to until you're ready to do something with it. Put it on the shelf, maybe. Or maybe that is the moment that you're ready to digest and unfold whatever the critique was. Right. So knowing the difference between those is major key. All right. But you also want to eliminate the pettiness. Right. Because people are petty. Listen, (laughs) social media makes people feel like they got like a super cape on of pettiness. And, you know, up until this point, I haven't been a, a victim in a major way to it. And I'm pretty sure my time is coming, whatever, however. But I just witness on a regular basis people tearing other people down with no, just for no reason. And it's it's toxic. So you have to be able to eliminate those thoughts in your head. You know, it's interesting how sometimes you can post something or a picture or, you know, put something out there and 50 people would be like, that's amazing. Oh, my gosh, you're a genius. You're great. They should name a street after you. Let's start a parade. You're awesome. And then we feed and get all of that good, you know, that good dopamine starts lifting us up. And then one person will be like, "Eh, I don't really like it. But, you know, whatever. Everything else drops to the ground. (laughs) We zoom in with laser beams on that one negative comment and we just cannot let it go. And it just completely destroys your whole thought process. It's so interesting how that happens. The trick is to begin to manage that. To begin to manage those voices in your head. Because after a while, when you start paying attention and focusing in too much on the negative voices, then all of a sudden your voice is going to become their voice. And whatever you focus on, it gravitates to you and it affects how you move and how you show up. Fear stalls you. It stops you from moving. It stops you from creating. It stops you from growing. And so the way to combat those voices in your head, the action is the antidote to fear. So do something opposite to what you're being fed. Or what you're focusing on. That's how you shift it. You're like, Miranda, it's hard for me to let go of these negative voices. I want to think about the negative and I want to lie down in bed with the negative and wrap my arms around it and cuddle with it at night. These horrible comments or things that people have said they didn't buy my product and they didn't like me. And Okay, listen. (laughs) After you finish coddling the negativity, whether they're your thoughts or someone else's, take a moment, release it. And do something else. Tell yourself something different. Write something different. Show up different in the world from what you're, you're, you're listening to. This is how you combat that. You wash it out with the opposite. And it's not always going to feel easy. You're not even going to believe it when you first start, whether you're choosing to do this by writing in a journal or whether you're choosing to do this by showing up, smiling in the mirror when you don't feel like smiling. I know people tell you to do that and you're like, that's crazy. (laughs) Well, there's a reason you're trying to reprogram your body and your mind and your spirit to move in another direction. This brain is going to do what you tell it to do. And so it's our job to program it to get on the right course on the right path to move towards success. It's your job to manage your thoughts. So eliminate the petty and negative voices in your head, including your own. Be kind to yourself. Be gentle with yourself. 
I promise in the end, it'll be worth it. So I want to end this episode by telling you a story. It's a story that I'm about to regurgitate. And I think the story that I heard, somebody had paraphrased it. So it's going to be real watered down. But the point in it is amazing about creativity and where we are with creativity. And hopefully it will drive home your perspective about how to show up creatively in this world and why it's so important. Okay. But before then, let me recap the three things, the three ways to spark creativity so it can fuel your business. Okay. First of all, accept the mess of creativity. Nothing is perfect in the mess. So accept it. Two, consistency is the fuel to crank up your engine. So be consistent. All right. Keep that thing going. Just show up. All right. The antidote to fear is action. And so just wake up every day and decide to show up for yourself, for your family, for your business. All right. Get that thing moving. And the third thing is to eliminate all of the petty and negative voices in your head, including your own. Okay. Eliminate those voices. Okay, guys, so here's the story. I'm going to try to do it justice. (laughs) I can't remember where I heard this, whether it was on a talk. I listened to a lot of podcasts and I listened to a lot of TED Talks and like videos on YouTube. And so it doesn't matter the origin of the story. Just catch this message. okay? catch it. So there's a little kid that's going to school for the first time. And he is so excited about being in school. And he gets to his class and he goes into the classroom and he sits down and the teacher says, "Okay, today we are going to draw. And he just gets geeked up and excited because he loves to draw. So he pulls out a piece of paper and his pen and he starts going and the teacher says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not yet. We are going to draw flowers. And he thought to himself, oh, okay, that's that's cool. I like flowers. I could do that. I'm gonna draw flowers. So he starts drawing a flower and the teacher says, whoa, 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 wait, 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 wait. We're going to draw a particular type of flower. We're going to draw a red flower with the green stem. And even though he liked his flower that he had started drawing, he scratched it out and he said, okay, well, I'll draw a red flower with a red stem. And he drew the flower. So the next day he comes to class and again, they're drawing. No, no. The next day he comes to class and the teacher gives them clay, Play-Doh to create. He loves Play-Doh. So he jumps in, grabs the Play-Doh and starts making elephants and giraffes and birds. And the teacher says, the teacher says, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Today we're going to make bowls. And so he flops down his seat and he said, okay, well, I can do that. I'll make a bowl. So he starts creating this bowl and it's a square bowl and it has round edges and he likes the bowl. And the teacher says, wait, 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 wait. We're going to do a circular bowl, a deep circular bowl. And even though he likes his bowl, he says, well, all right. So he smashes the clay back down and he creates this circular bowl. And the next day they were doing something creative. And when he got to the classroom, before they started this creative activity, he paused and waited for the teacher to tell him what to do. So. His life shifted after that. Parents got a job in a new city. They end up moving to a new town. And of course, his school changed. And so his teacher changed. He got to class and they were drawing as a creative project. And this little boy was sitting there waiting 
and looking at his teacher and the teacher came over and said, well, what's going on? You know, why haven't you started? And he goes, oh, well, I was just waiting on you to tell me what to draw. And she said, oh, well, no, you just draw whatever you desire, whatever your imagination can grasp, whatever you think is amazing, draw that. And so the little boy said, really? And she said, yes. And so he grabbed his pen or his crayons or his colors and he started drawing. And do you know what he drew? He drew a red flower with the green stem. Now, I'm telling you this story because I feel like as adults, business owners, people who are trying to make a mark in this world, we spend so much time either doing what we feel like people think we should do or what we see someone else doing that we leave very little room for us to be creative and innovative and to create our own paths and our own trails and to be trailblazers. And I believe without a doubt that each one of us has a footprint, a mark to leave in this world that is super unique. And your mark is not going to look anything like my mark and mine isn't going to look like yours. And I just want you to have the balls to be innovative, to be creative and to draw your own damn flower, however you want it to look. Because this world needs you and your business and they need you to show up in the way that you were designed to show up. They don't need it to show up like someone else's business or like someone else's situation. They need you to show up with your business just the way God intended for you to. I hope that this message and this episode today, if it does nothing else for you, my hope is that it encourages you to turn off this podcast and go do something outside of the box with your business and take a chance. And I guarantee you, the more you do it, the more comfortable you will be and you will see how radical the change will be for you and your life. Listen, I have enjoyed this episode. And if you did too, please, if you loved it and if it was inspiring to you or maybe there were some aha moments, I would love for you to tell me about it in the reviews or you could jump in my inbox and tell me about it or you can share it on your social, right? And tag me in it, whether it's your Instagram stories or on your Facebook stories or anywhere and tag me in it, Miranda Joyner. And and then with that, you will randomly get an opportunity to win my Miranda seed of the day. Today, of course, our seed was sponsored by Golden Glam Boutique. Golden Glam Boutique gave us these cute little cheetah earrings, these big small earrings that go in your ear. Uh, So if you are interested in winning that today, of course, shout out to them for being my Miranda seed today. And so leave a review, subscribe to this podcast and tell a friend about me because, you know, I feel like we're friends. And when I have good stuff in my life, I tell my friends about it. All right. Look, a lot of like the podcast is recorded at MWB Studios in downtown Jackson, Mississippi. If you're interested in taking your creative audio or video project to the next level or even beyond that, look, reach out and see what the content creators right here at MWB Studios have to offer. You can visit them at mwb.com forward slash studios. Love you guys to death. Anything that I can do to help make your world and your business better, I'm all for it. 
If you want to join me and my friends in reading this book, The Artist's Way, we have started. We're only in week one, so you still have time. Jump in my DM or my inbox. Or, you know, you can uh, leave a comment down here in the reviews and just let me know. If you already have this book, then dust it off and get on board. We're just in week one. And go ahead and start the morning pages up. I would love to add you to our little chat on Facebook, okay? So, listen, I don't care what time it is where you are right now. At some point, you gotta go to sleep. So, thanks for listening. God bless you. Good night.